Hey out there to all people and jungle magicians. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that only flies Elvis Air, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Oh my gosh. Brandon, you know what? Let's talk about flying for a second here. I've never flown before, and I have nightmares about flying. <laughs> Do you really? Like, regularly, yeah. Where I'm just like, flying and then i wake up and i'm like oh yeah i've flown before and then i'm like wait a second no i haven't <laughs> no i haven't because i'm still alive yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a reoccurring thing for me <laughs> i don't know why what's what's the nightmare part is it i don't know is it man. like I've you're, you're sitting it. on the plane and it's just like oh massive turbulence oh, and then no you're going uh, down or is it it's not even the turbulence part it's the takeoff like i don't like to move fast Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a ride kind of guy, okay? I've never been on a roller coaster, and I never fucking will. <laughs> and uh, it's like the takeoff part. No it's... drag racing? No. No drag racing for me, man. It's all it's all like the, the being fast and moving up quickly. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. And then, of course, the turbulence part is kind of, like, stupid. Then, then the end part. So I don't like the beginning, the middle, or the descend. And <laughs> this is coming from somebody that's never experienced any of this. So, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, statistically, takeoffs yeah. and landings are where the bad stuff happens. Once okay. you're in the air, though, you're cool, man. You're set. Yeah, well, unless you're going over the jungle island of Bellatora and your engines stop, but besides that, right? Well, then you just scream a magic word and everything's fine. That's true. God, can you imagine, like, I'm sitting there in the plane, and, like, everybody's like, and here we go, and I'm just over there like, Kalia, Kalia, Kalia! <laughs> Sir, please, Kalia! <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be me. <laughs> uh, could the person yelling Kalia please, uh, shut the fuck up? <laughs> You're scaring the other passengers. We're gonna need to escort you off the plane, and I'm I'm just smiling like I got him. Now I have to drive the way. <laughs> this is my plan all along. <laughs> Wasting money on a plane ticket. It's the long con. I gotta shut up because my wife listens to this, and now she knows my plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Gotta keep those secret, Cortland. You can edit all this out. I I could, but I'm not gonna. Edit. Anyway, Brandon. <laughs> I have to, so today, the, it's going to be such a long day today, because I'm in a wedding today. Oh, you. I mean, cool. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all fucking me. So I got to record this podcast, and then I got to, like, get ready for a wedding, and then I have to go be in a wedding. And it's going to be it's just it's so such much, a long day. Such a to-do, you know? Weddings. I know. Thankfully, the person whose wedding this is doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Yes, I always like it when the people don't listen to this podcast. It's <laughs> the best part about doing a podcast. <laughs> Please, don't listen to this podcast. Oh my god. So what are, what are you doing, Brandon? Anything sweet <laughs> happening to you this week? Let's go on to you. No, of course not. I got, I got nothing going on. <laughs> That's okay. It's alright. I think I have enough for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> my trauma. Wedding. My weddings. <laughs> Just got a gonna calendar be a full of weddings. It's gonna be a great day. He he got us some because like I'm literally in the in the wedding. You know, I'm a bridesman. Is that the right word? Brides. What? No, I'm not a bridesman. I'm a groomsman. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, it's okay. It's, it's really early. Today. Okay, right, guys. Anyway, he got us some really cool stuff yesterday. He got me a flask with my name on it. Neat. I know. I'm gonna use it tomorrow. Or no, no, today. Fuck. What are you gonna say? Getting saucy. <laughs> All right, Corlo. <laughs> we have to move on. Look, Brandon, we're doing part two of How I Shrunk My Head or whatever, and it's going to be the shortest <laughs> you, episode. You don't even Last have episode title, was like right? 45 minutes. <laughs> we got to pander this shit out or else it's going to be like three minutes, okay? <laughs> going to retroactively be shorter than our introduction. Oh, good Lord. <sighs> I can pad this episode out for sure. Yeah, because you'll be like, and then he said, ka Lee. I'll be like, Brandon, TikTok. Time. <laughs> got weddings to go to, man. Gotta go to a wedding. I have to go take a shower. Got three more weddings booked in the time took you to start this sentence. I'm popular. What can I say? Let me think about say, it. Man. Weddings are the scariest thing. All right. So, yeah, we're on part two of how I got my shrunken head. It's yeah, part two. There's nothing much to say. What, what do you think of this part, Cortland? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I like it a little bit less than part one, which is stupid because IMDb was right. But it's still not bad. I liked it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you that it just doesn't have kind of the same quirky charm. It doesn't have enough mom, you know? It has some mom, but it doesn't have enough mom because I would watch the whole episode about mom, as we discussed last time. Yeah. And also, it doesn't have Jimmy, and it's just kind of, uh, you know, wrapping things up. The sass from the kid is still pretty prevalent, so I'm happy with it. It's just not quite as good as the first one. It's like one, it's like point one point less than the first one if I was being an IMDb critic. Yeah, it's about right. They nailed it. <laughs> Damn it, fucking IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> they got one right. Statistically, it had to happen eventually. I guess. Although the the score is still too low. They were just right about it being point one percent worse. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode, I guess. All right, let's do it. Start from the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Tarantino it. Yeah. <laughs> this episode begins where the last one left off, and Mark is Surprise being carried by the sunglass-wearing cult member into a tent while he flails and yells to be put down. The guy sets him down, and Dr. Hollings tells him, Mark, there's really no need for any of this. Yeah, Mark. Mark. Me and my mustache are telling you what's up. <laughs> he does have a nice mustache, though. I ain't gonna lie. It's pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it's real? It's probably real, right? Oh, for sure. Like, this guy can definitely grow a mustache. Yeah. If that isn't a real mustache, he should grow the mustache because he totally pulls it off. He's he's kind of gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> Mark is like, oh, yeah? I heard you on the radio. You're lying about something. You told the guy you were going to murder me. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he's like, keep him as a hostage? And he's like... Fuck no. I'm just going to blast no, let's that kid. murder him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then Mark That's just straight up magic. runs around the henchman to leave the tent. But then another one appears at the door when he gets there. Dr. Hollings continues, Gentlemen, do not lie, Mark. However, on occasion, they choose which truths to tell. I'm afraid we haven't been entirely honest with you. But I was afraid you might find this all... A bit hard to understand. So. Okay. So we're getting the real scoop. Yeah. He's not lying. He's just not telling the truth. He's just bending the truth for this child that they invited to the jungle for no reason. <laughs> Mark says, try me. So Hollings goes, very well. It all started about five years ago. This part is great. Yeah, I love it. It's very well done. He walks off the screen and then we see Aunt Benna. And there's no cuts. It just the the yeah. color fades out. Benna's just behind them. I this was done like with them in the same set, right? Like yeah, it's all okay, in it's, camera. It's just beautifully shot. Character changes, but it transitions into a flashback. It does, and it's like sepia, so you know it's like in the past because the yeah. past is always like yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Have you seen pictures from the seventies? They're all yellow. I don't know if it's cigarette smoke or what. <laughs> I don't know, man. Benna is in a lab coat examining something. Hollings' voiceover tells us that she was in the jungle studying the rituals of the ancient tribes of the regions. But she stumbled upon something known as Kahalaia. Roughly translated, it means jungle magic. Oh, it gives shit. the user telekinetic power over animate and inanimate objects living or dead so it is stronger than train magic we're gonna have to do a ranking of magics at some point because it seems like there's a lot of powerful magics out there Cortland. but which yeah. one is right for us well according to that one dude train magic is the supreme magic yeah but does he even know about jungle magic i'm gonna say no he's never Maybe been to belladora because it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> no one has he knows of one magic, it's train magic, therefore it is the most powerful magic. So we're still in the flashback, and we see a man strapped to a table. Benna comes oh. over and administers something, and Hollings continues that Benna began experimenting on their research workers as subjects. But unfortunately, they just ended up as mindless zombies. Yeah. We see Benna, and she's like, 
try to make this dude that's strapped in there like drink the liquid that's bubbling out of a little like chemistry what are those called <laughs> beaker a beaker or bunsen i don't sure. know but anyway she's like drink this motherfucker <laughs> yeah she's like you're gonna she's fucking drink this boiling wicked like liquid it's great the guy's like no back in the present he walks over to one of the sunglass henchmen and says they just do whatever they're told to do Useful, perhaps, but a terrible waste of human life. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Look, obviously he's lying. Like, <laughs> like spoilers, I guess. He's fucking lying. If he thinks this is a terrible waste of human life, then why is he taking advantage of them right now? And before, and probably after. Why is he doing this, then? Because it's an even bigger waste to not use their... Okay. <laughs> ...labor. <laughs> I guess, but then still, you can't be like... Then they're around the woods not helping anyone or doing any laundry. You can't be like, slavery's the worst while having slaves feed you grapes and shit. Like, that's stupid. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I mean, evil people do evil things. They don't care. I guess, I guess. So, like you said, he obviously is lying, but and, and I knew he was lying, but I still kind of hoped that he wasn't just because... I think oh, that you want would Bennett actually to be, be. I think that would be an interesting twist. I think it would take balls to be like, no, your aunt's actually evil. I think it would have been an interesting take on it, but I mean, we're spoiling things for this thirty-year-old. I don't know. Yeah. It, it would have been interesting, but also like, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Okay. So Marcus just heard this story about how these people basically lost their souls and they're just mindless husks and he's like mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, whatever but what happened to my aunt benna <laughs> yeah. it transitions back into the past as hauling says ah yes that's the sticky bit kahalia is a strong power and like most strong powers it corrupts the user it corrupted mm. her personality she began forgetting who and where she was we see in a flashback that the other Dr. Hollings is trying to stop a frazzled-looking Benna from leaving the tent. And Mr. Dr. Hollings, in the present, says that a few months ago, Aunt Benna threatened to destroy all of them. And when they tried to stop her, she ran into the jungle and disappeared. Goodness. What a story. Mark says, that's impossible. I just talked to her on the phone a few days ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. And Hollings tells him, ah, that was my wife's idea. We tracked you down with the gift that Benna meant to send to you for your birthday. We had an idea that the only way to get Benna to return and to stop using jungle magic is to get mm -hmm. you to this island. <laughs> okay, this, this bar is great. Okay, To prove right. his point, Hollings goes to his laptop and clicks on a video know. of Aunt Benna. It's spliced together footage <laughs> of her that sounds like, Mark, why don't you come visit me. Hello, Mark. Why don't you come visit me? <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> that is an unconvincing. Who? What? Mom just wanted her to just leave for two yeah. weeks because what Mom, the fuck? Her sister didn't question, like, hey, Benny, you sound a little bit weird. She was just like, hey, where is Mark? <laughs> She's like, yep, yep, that's Benna. <laughs> like classic I mean, they Benna. They had small talk before. <laughs> I know. She put Mark on the phone. They just had that ready to go. The weather is nice down here. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Doesn't make any sense. Like I thought it was a lie while it was happening, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's great, anyway. But to face. But to face. It did remind me of Blank Check. <laughs> My name is Macintosh. It's, yeah, Ron Oliver stole that right out of Blank Check. Just like everything. That movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> I want some cash. <laughs> Mark sees this and he says, You were going to use me as bait? The doctor tells him, We were at our wit's end. If your aunt is left alone, she may use that old jungle magic, not only to harm herself, but possibly the rest of the world. 
Will you help us? Mark says, she's the coolest relative I've got. So I'll do whatever you want. Okay. The two shake hands, and Dr. Hollings calls him a gentleman indeed. Now, I gotta say, Brandon, the last... What is this? How long is this scene? It's like three minutes long or something. I think it's one continuous shot, isn't it? Um, I don't really remember any cuts. Really cool. Anyway, that scene was really cool because they do the flashbacks while they're <laughs> in present day and stuff, and it's just really well shot. Something that, you know, kids won't really appreciate because they don't really care, but us as fully grown adults we can really enjoy it and i think it was yeah. super cool i think it's one of ron oliver's best like scenes that was camera wise and directing wise and uh it's really cool must have taken uh a lo- quite a bit of work to coordinate yeah. cutting back and forth between past and present with characters in different locations all in camera in one take yeah it's like we ever get ron oliver back on I'd love to talk with him about this, as I'm sure this is one of the things that he probably remembers. I'm just going to talk for Ron Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> he remembers this. It was so great. Ron, <laughs> we fade to the next morning, and the two Dr. Hollingses are dressed in their best jungle explorer outfits, and Mr. Dr. Hollings is poring over a map. Corrine mm-hmm. comes out of the tent listening to some hot jams on her Walkman, and her dad tells her to go wake young Mark because they're leaving soon. To which she says, whatever. Oh, God. Kareen. Mom leans over and says, I think she's really starting to like this place. Mm, Okay. Over by his tent, guarded by two sunglass zombies, Kareen comes and yells to Mark that he better hurry up because she's not going on this stupid hike alone. She opens the flap to find the tent empty. And she even says, empty. (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) She runs to tell her parents. Now we cut to somewhere in the jungle. Mark is walking through the jungle, mocking Dr. Holling, saying, You are a gentleman indeed. Yeah, right. Mark's so smart. Gentlemen know when other gentlemen are lying. Yeah, that's that's pretty smart for one of these characters. Yeah, I like that he's like, yeah, he's lying to me. I gotta go off on my own. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is, I mean, it probably helps (laughs) the part where uh, he listened in how he was a hostage and stuff, so... (laughs) <laughs> it would be hard to, like, <laughs> unhear that kind of yeah. shit. <laughs> He'd have to have a good-ass excuse. Mark finds a path in the jungle, which in no way looks like the woods of Canada, until he mm-hmm. gets bitten by a mosquito and loudly slaps his own face and screams, Ow! Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, he looks down and sees a python slithering on the ground. Oh, shit. And at the same Mr. time as that, he looks down and realizes he's sinking in quicksand. Oh, Lord. This is it. This is the 90s scariest thing for kids, quicksand. I mean, all the things that just happened, like he hit jungle bingo. That's that's all he of the did. things. He cries out, and then suddenly, Kareen is there, wondering what's the hubba. <laughs> she asks oh, him what he's doing. Casually be he's... like, what's up, Mark? <laughs> yeah, how's it going? He snaps. What does it look like I'm doing? I'm shaking! Can you get me out of here? Wow, this kid's great. He's so the sass of this kid. So good. <laughs> she reaches out for his hand, and he reaches out for her, but they're still like a foot apart. She asks him if he can come any closer, and he snaps again. If I could come any closer, I'd be up there with you, Corrine! <laughs> it's amazing. He gives no shits. Like, this, this girl is trying to help him, or <laughs> at least she's... Kind of. She's kind of trying to help him, but he's still like, fucking, come on, Kareen. <laughs> I'd be, I mean, I would be the same way. <laughs> she tells him that he doesn't have to be such an asshole, basically, and then she disappears. He yells out for her, then she appears with a large tree branch. Mark can't get a good grip on it, and it falls into the quicksand. And Mark is like, that was great, Kareen. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Kareen apologizes for some reason. <laughs> sorry I She's, killed you, kind sorry of. Sorry <laughs> I'm trying to help you survive. And she says that she'll get something else. Mark says that there's no time. I guess I guess he's just prepared for death. Yep, he's... Guess I'll die. <laughs> he has accepted his ultimate demise. <laughs> yeah, just forget it. I'm just gonna close my eyes and go to sleep. <laughs> just gonna, I'll breathe it in, like, instantly. I'll be fine. <laughs> 
Then suddenly, the shrunken head in his pocket, because remember, he has a shrunken head in his pocket. It starts to glow again, saying, Kalia. Mark takes it out and yells, Kalia, Kalia. (laughs) Some vines drop from a tree overhead into the quicksand. Kareen asks what the hell is going on, and Mark tells her, I'm saving my wife. He yells Kalia, Kalia some more, and now the vines move and wrap themselves around his arms, pulling him out of the quicksand, which is actually just mud. And when he comes out, he has like tiny little patches of mud on him, even though he was fully submersed. Like when the vines grabbed him, it was like over his head. And he gets pulled out and there's like a, a little splotch on his cheek. Yeah, he's his bowl cut is still perfectly not muddy and such. He's, he's it's fine. still perfectly horrible. When he's out, Kareen asks what that was, and Mark tells her he doesn't really know. Whenever he yells out Kalia, something happens to save him. She mm-hmm. asks mm-hmm. if uh, she can have a little try, and Mark pulls the shrunken head behind him and says, Why? So you can show it to your father? Kareen is like, You don't know me very well, do you? Which, like, No, he doesn't. Of, co- of course. It's been like one day. And she's been in her tent listening to 98 Degrees or whatever. Yeah, the whole time. Mark tells her, I know I don't trust you. Which, again, he's just smart. Mm -hmm. She says, well, you have to trust me now. Your aunt didn't use jungle magic. And when she wouldn't (gasps) tell my father how it worked, he did some experiments of his own. And that's how he ended up surrounded by zombies. What? Yeah, so she, uh... She outed her dad. She snitched. And she just lived with the whole thing like uh, nothing happened the whole time. Yeah. We'll say, though, this is the second, well, I guess, the second part of the second Goosebump zombie episode, technically. Yeah. Mark's like, okay, we gotta find my aunt and get her off this island. They are interrupted by the shrunken head, which starts floating and saying, Kalaia. Why is it Kalaia now instead of Kalia? Oh my god, Cortland, it is so inconsistent in both of these episodes. He ju- he just says Kalia, and then yeah. the doctors are like, Kahalaia. And then this head just said Kalia, and now it says Kalaia. The, the syllables are just all over the place. Yeah, but why? I don't get it. I don't know. Ron Oliver okay. doesn't know. He <laughs> saw it in a book and just assumed how it was pronounced, and... All the actors were just like, whatever, I don't know. Eh, whatever. You know, it reminds me of the Last Airbender movie, how it's based off of Avatar The Last Airbender, and they didn't mm-hmm. pronounce, like, any characters' names correctly in it. Yeah. That's but it's sillier, not that bad, because <laughs> they have a show, they could see how it's pronounced. Yeah, they had, like, 50 episodes that they could have used to get the names right, but they didn't. Whatever, that's a great movie. Kareen is like, what's that thing doing now? And Mark puts his hand up to shut her up. <laughs> as he should. As he should. Mark says the shrunken head is trying to show them the way. Kareen asks, you mean we're supposed to take directions from a head? And Mark asks her, you got any better ideas? And then he shakes his mm-hmm. head like Kareen is the stupidest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> While walking through the jungle, Kareen tells Mark that Benna talked about him a lot and said he was her favorite nephew. Mark says that's dope, because she was his favorite aunt, but he hasn't seen her since he was eight. There's a flashback, and we see Aunt Benna spinning a gold coin on a medallion in front of little Mark. She gave him the coin, but he reckons that he lost it. Now he says, I haven't seen her since I was eight, as if when he was eight was a very long time ago. But this kid yeah, is like nine years nine. old. <laughs> <laughs> Just then, Kareen points off in the distance at some smoke coming from the trees. Maybe a campfire? The shrunken head says, Kalaia, and drops to the ground again. Mark picks it up and moves to the smoke. They arrive in a clearing with the smoldering remains of a campfire. Mark calls out for Benna, but then both he and Kareen fall into a pit trap. Classic pit trap, yeah. No spikes at the bottom, though, unfortunately. I like this part because Mark's in the lead, and he falls into the pit trap first, and then Kareen just kind of falls in, too, like... She had time to react and not fall in it, but (laughs) she just just goes for it, Well, when in Rome. (laughs) A perfectly rectangular pit trap. That would have taken so long to take. Mm -hmm. From out of frame pops a tribal shaman-looking figure with long, grass-covered clothes and a painted mask. It makes grunting sounds at the two. 
and Corrine asks, what's he saying? Even though the voice is clearly a woman's. And Mark responds, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I guess it's not have a nice day. Good one, Mark. The figure stops and says, Mark? And Mark goes, he knows my name. (laughs) The figure takes its mask off, and unsurprisingly, it is Aunt Benna. It's Aunt Benna, and she's got a baseball hat on, too. A backwards baseball hat. under that mask. And Mark, like, it's unsurprising to us that it's Aunt Benna, but Mark is like, whoa. (laughs) I was looking for you, and you're the only one that would be out here, but this is crazy. And you sound like Aunt Benna. (laughs) (laughs) Benna is happy, but shocked to see Mark. And she lets him out of the pit. But when she sees Kareem, she says, And what is she doing here? Mark assures Benna that it's cool, because Kareem is on their side. And Kareen gets out of the pit, too. It's cool. Kareen said I had to believe her, so... (laughs) (laughs) Kareen says she's not evil. Mark tells Benna that the Hollingses want her Kalia. Oh, no. Benna tells Mark that it's not hers to give. She says jungle magic is very powerful. The Baladorans who practice it are the only ones who know how to control it. The outside world isn't ready for it. She gives a final warning that the Hollingses must never get a hold of it. Mark agrees and says that they gotta get out of there. He starts walking away and yells out for Corrine to follow him. But Corrine doesn't move. She says, I'm afraid not, Mark. God damn it, Corrine. I know. I thought if it was gonna turn out that Dr. Hollings was evil, it would still be interesting for Corrine to work against her father, but... Nah, you know what? I'm fine with it. (laughs) Corrine sucks. She does suck. But I was just waiting for the story to take some kind of turn. Nah. It's like, no, the evil people turn out to be evil. Yeah. Well, she had to pretend for like 20 minutes. I guess. Mark gives a big sniff of the air and says, man, licorice. (sighs) And then suddenly we see Dr. Hollings and Dr. Hollings come through the woods. (laughs) Is this guy bathing in licorice? Like fucking, how much does he eat? That yeah, he you comes can out smell and smell his, it. His mouth. He's just like away. Sitting there chomping every piece of licorice gum at once. Like it's not garlic. It's it's licorice. <laughs> Look, it permeates the what entire jungle. Okay, <laughs> that's the jungle magic. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your personal zombie. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything that we have. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. We have plenty of bonus content available over on Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes, video content, behind the scenes videos, and more. Higher tiers get more stuff like stickers, t-shirts, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Redemption, Eddie, Venice Witch, and Preston, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Mr. Normal, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, Angela, and Christy, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Fair, and Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. For up-to-date news and entertainment, follow us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We post regularly with hilarious videos, memes, gifts, and more for every single episode that we cover. We do live watch parties every Wednesday night at 7.30pm Eastern, where we watch Goosebumps, some Are You Afraid of the Dark, and have been taking recommendations from fans on what to watch. It's a ton of fun, so check it out and join us on Wednesday nights. For a link to our socials, the Facebook group, the Discord server, and more, check out the episode description. I do stream on Twitch too, that's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. So come hang out with me live as I'm playing some video games. There's plenty of goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark sound bites that you can play live. We are creeping up on our first 100,000 downloads, and when that happens, I plan on doing a really big giveaway, so stay tuned. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for joining us. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode, and I will talk to you next week. I hope you all had a great Halloween. Bye, everybody. Mama Hollings comes and gives Corrine a big hug, telling her that she did a good job. Corrine says, it was easier than I thought it would be. 
She goes up to Mark and tells him that he's a real sucker as she takes the shrunken head from his front pocket. She tells her parents, this is it. This is the jungle magic. Her dad is like, a head? But Kareen says, no, no, no. This ain't just a head. She holds the thing in front of her face and says, Kali, ah. Nothing happens, so she tries again. And again, it's no dice. Benna winks to Mark. Mm -hmm. Kareen demands that Mark make it work, and he rolls his eyes saying, like, I'm going to do any favors for you. Yeah, he rolls his eyes and says, fuck off, Kareen. Basically. (laughs) Kareen gets all whiny and says, Daddy, tell him to make it work. Oh, man. Daddy Hollings tells her, We'll do better than that, princess. We'll go straight to the source. Then he walks over to Benna and says, Why not save us all a lot of trouble? Just tell me how it works. Benna's reply is, I wouldn't tell you how the phone book works. Damn, the sass in this family. Love it. That is sassy, but it's also just an odd statement. Like, it is stupid to know how the phone book works. Look, she tried, okay? She's not quite as sassy as Mark and Mom, but she's she's working on it. It's been in the jungle for a while, okay? Her sass level is depleted. I wouldn't tell you how to change the power level on your microwave. Have you ever changed the power level on your microwave? Because I haven't. Hell no. <laughs> when I when I see instructions that are like microwave on high, and I'm like microwave on normal, okay. <laughs> like I'm not changing that shit to high or low or anything. No, just pop it in there, hit some numbers, and hope for the best. Yep, and then I hit popcorn. Hollings gives her a "We'll see about that." Then it fades to commercial. Oh, no. When we come back, Benna is being dragged into the camp by some of the Hollings zombies, and her hat has flipped to the normal way that a hat it should be worn. Well, good, because that keeps the sun out of your eyes, which <laughs> is the point of a hat. She tells the doctors that they're wasting their time, and she ain't gonna tell them shit. Mister Doctor says, "Tell me what I want to know." Well, the next time you see your nephew, he'll be wearing a much smaller hat. <gasps> backwards or on backwards? So we don't know. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Benna says that he's bluffing, but he's like, oh, you think so, huh? The camera moves over to where Benna should be looking, and we see Mark (laughs) hanging by his feet on some kind of pulley mechanism. And that's Mark's cue to start screaming. (laughs) Because he was silent before. (laughs) She would have already seen him. (laughs) Massive contraption and pit, and Benna is looking in that direction. But then he's like, guess what? I'm going to use this. And then suddenly she's like, ah! and Mark's like, help. <laughs> now that you're acknowledging my existence, I'm scared. <laughs> I, I exist now. Object permeance again. Um, yeah, she would have seen this whole shit happen like the moment she walked out of her tent and been like, what the fuck is that work? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's it's just like a, a filming technique. Yeah. Like, you don't think about it when you're watching it most of the time, but sometimes it is just very silly. Like, the, the famous example for me is in Independence Day where Will Smith is, like, walking out of his house and all the neighbors are freaking out and he's just well, going to get his paper. And yeah. then at the very end, he, like, looks up and the fucking spaceship is covering the entire sky. <laughs> I love it. Funny. It's so funny. Silly. Dr. Hollings tells Benna it's a little something he picked up from the Narawaya tribe. A sort of do-it-yourself head-shrinking machine. Okay. It's not really a machine. It's more like a pit of goo, but whatever. (laughs) Who cares? I don't know how they made all that, but whatever. Benna attempts to grab Mark, and Hollings snaps his fingers, getting two zombies to drag her away. As she goes, she tells Mark to remember his eighth birthday. Remember the gift. Mark is like, huh? What gift? (laughs) Yes, remember the flashback that we quickly had uh, not even 15 minutes ago? Yes! Come on, Mark! Jesus! Why didn't... They should have opened up the episode with his eighth birthday, don't you think? I mean, that would make sense, yeah. It should be one of those things that's, like, snuck in the episode so that you forget about it and then it comes up later, you know? But it's not. It should have been in the first part when... I don't know, maybe he tells Jimmy or something, like, oh, where'd I get this fucking Kalia thing? Well, the shrunken head, this is stupid. Remember, I had an eighth birthday, and I got a coin, but I don't know where it is, and what happened. Yeah. But, but, no, it's just kind of haphazardly throws in there for no reason. <laughs> Hollings says, I'm going to ask you again, Benna. Tell me how Kalia works. Benna ain't a snitch, so Hollings <laughs> gestures to the zombies to go ahead. 
They start turning a crank, which lowers Mark into a vat of bubbling green goo. Hollings tells Benna that he's going to give her one last chance. This is like the third or fourth last chance. Well, he doesn't want to murder this kid, kind of. Maybe? I don't know. I think he just wants the magic. He He doesn't care about murdering Mark. He just... He knows once he murders Mark, Benna definitely ain't going to tell him shit. Mm, True. Hostage situation and all. Meanwhile, Mark is upside down going, 8th birthday, 8th birthday. And suddenly, there's a flashback, and he remembers the thing that he was just talking about like 10 minutes ago. In this new flashback, though, we see Benna tell Mark that the coin medallion is too dangerous for her to hold on to. So she's going to give it to him, an Mm 8-year-old boy. But also, she tells him that he will never even know he has it. So, like, she has him hypnotized. Okay. Hollings tells Benna, three seconds to save your nephew's life. But Benna just looks at Mark, waiting for him to do something. And we see a flashback of Benna in a party hat going, Oh my god. Kala here. The magic is in you. I love I love that she has that party hat on. Like, you know Ron Oliver was like, she needs a party hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get a party hat. And she's wearing it crooked, too. Like, it's not right on top of her head. It's perfect. It's perfect. (laughs) Mark says, it's not the head. The magic is in me. Hollings cunts off the last second and then snaps his fingers to murder the child. But Mark yells out, (laughs) over and over again. And the ropes around his feet suddenly lift him up and then untie themselves. Then Mark is just floating there. Yes. He's like a god. Yes. He points to the zombies and continues his chanting, and the people tear off their glasses and start running. (laughs) Yeah, as they would, yeah. Some of them are running away, but others are running to get the doctor's haulings. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they want revenge. I mean, I don't blame them. No. They had to, like, lift up stuff and farm and shit. It's annoying. Mark is still just floating, admiring his handiwork. And the doctors end up above the pit of goo. Kareen is chased by the floating head onto the platform with them. And then they all fall in. And Mark just laughs and does some air somersaults. It's pretty great. So Kareen falls in. It's all in slow motion when they fall into the goo. And you can see the actress who played Kareen, like, plug her nose as she's falling into the goo and stuff. Like, great stuff. Well, good. Keep all that goo out. Maybe you won't shrink. She's like, I don't want this goo in my nose, R.L. Stein. And R.L. Stein was like, I don't really fucking care getting that goo, girl. <laughs> Jesus, R.L. <laughs> getting that fucking goo. <laughs> it's more water, but whatever. Yeah, it's it's watery, but it's fucking goo. If you could fly, would you just do somersaults? Because I probably would. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Like, he's just on some wires in front of a green screen and just goes like, Look at me, Grandpa Joe! He does some spins. (laughs) Yes, 100%. (laughs) So now Mark floats down like Jesus to Benna on the ground. (laughs) And he's... Float down like Jesus, yes. He's got his arms stretched out. (laughs) He says... You put the magic in me, and it worked. Big time. I feel incredible. What else can I do? Who can I smite? (laughs) (laughs) Benna is like, Mark, Mark, you have done enough. Jungle magic is very dangerous for any one person to have. You protected it for me for all these years, and now you're going to be free. For all these (laughs) years. Yes. She pulls out the gold coin and spins it. Mark is hypnotized. Then there's a screen wipe, and we're back in Mark's bedroom in Canada or America or whatever. We see Mark, and he says, And that's how I got my shrunken head. Boo. Title drop. And we see his bedroom, and it's just like normal stuff now. All the jungle stuff is gone. He's got Mm -hmm. cars and movie poster and sandwich. Yep, sandwich. The sandwich (laughs) is there. We see that he's telling the story, Cortland, to mm-hmm. Ed. Do you remember Ed? Yeah, he's back and he's better than ever. <laughs> yeah. So, Mom fucking invited Ed back yes, over. Like, you can stop the there. Mom fucking. Guy? <laughs> I'm telling you, I want to see that mom spin off. Mom walks she in. She roped him and back s- in. 
Mom walks in and says, You aren't bothering Ed with one of your weird-ass stories, are you? But Ed is like, Nah, we were just talking about the weather, right, Mark? Mom says that they're just going out for coffee, and she'll be home soon. Even though it's like 8 at night. Like, who the hell goes on a coffee day at night? <laughs> You're not supposed to drink coffee at night, but whatever. I don't drink coffee. Who do I? What right. do I know? She's just know. fucking anyway. <laughs> Once the adults leave, Mark closes the door and grabs a sandwich and a glass of water. Hold on, hold on. He closes the door, like rolls his eyes a little bit, and then farts in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what? He closes the door and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was my favorite part of the episode. I had to mention it. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. He just closes the door and goes... <laughs> <laughs> All right. That does sound like best. Mark. That's classic Mark. That's classic Mark, yeah. So he grabs a sandwich and a glass of water, and he opens a cabinet, and inside the cabinet is a terrarium. Mm-hmm. And inside the terrarium, we see the tiny little Hollings family. Yeah. He gives them a little morsel of sandwich, which they fight over. <laughs> Mark tells them, don't worry, guys. My Aunt Benna says she's going to find a way to bring you back to your normal size. When she comes to visit, for my 16th birthday... The family's all like, Whoa. oh, fuck, no. His ambiguous age makes me wonder when that's going to be. <laughs> it's any time between eight and two years. <laughs> right. That's the end of the episode, though. They're little, and he's keeping them in his house, and Mom hasn't noticed. Weird. Even though she comes okay. in and complains about his jungle stuff, she's like, huh, who are those little people? Guess not. <laughs> um. So, does he have his power still, then? Like... No, Benna took it. it. God damn Benna it, took Benna. it for herself. Jeez, Benna. Give us the next part. She's corrupted by the jungle magic. I like to think that he still has some powers. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So he can float like Jesus everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so does nothing happens when he says Kalia now? He can't nope, cheat his way not. out of video games? Damn. Um, not the greatest timing, though, because like online video games, they started back in 98. But they didn't really get popular until like Halo 2, so he's a couple years off. Oh well, he's got to play Cuphead like Can the you rest imagine? Of us. Oh, man, you remember when people used to talk all the time in video games back then with the voice chat and stuff on Halo yeah, 2? He definitely. he would have been that annoying kid that every time he got killed by him, he'd be like, "Kalia, bitch." <laughs> he would. God damn. <laughs> the potential is there, but Aunt Benna, nope. Benna took it. All right, whatever. It was a good episode. You know, I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's not as bad as its IMDb rating would suggest. It has funny stuff. It has stupid stuff. It's it's fine. I like sure. it. And Ron Oliver, his camera work and stuff was really fun to watch. He did great. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in this one. But, you know, that's the end of, like, that, that's a quarter of season four now. Damn. Quarter way done with season four already. Feels like we just started last week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Cortland. <laughs> I know, he's a buddy. So who didn't this. we talk about on the cast last week? I remember we saved some people for this episode. Was it just um, the Hollingses? I think it's just the Hollingses and Benna. Okay. So now we'll talk about the rest of the cast, because we talked about the first half in the first part, and there's not that many characters. So we'll talk about the few that we didn't mention last time. Okay. So first up, we have Aunt Benna, who's played by Dixie Seattle. Which is a fake ass name. What a name, sweet name. Okay. It's right <laughs> up there with Frank fantastic. Scorpion, which we haven't mentioned in a while. Dixie Seattle. That sounds like a Bond, babe. It does. Yeah. Well, Dixie has been in 46 things. Her most recent thing was uh, 2014, an episode of Murdoch Mysteries. But her first role was in 1975, where she played in a TV series called Police Surgeon. Whoa. That sounds incredible. How can you be both a police officer and a surgeon? I don't know. Those both seem like they take a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. You gotta commit schooling. to one or the other. She was in an episode of Forever Night. Do you think that she was a... Because well, I'm assuming she's the main character of being in one episode of this show. Do you think she was a surgeon that only worked on police officers? Hmm. No. <laughs> okay. I think... She was both a police officer She was a police officer that policed surgeons. Yeah, she was there telling them what to do and stuff. 
Yeah, she was making sure that the surgeons follow the law. She was like the hall monitor you know how of wacky surgeons. surgeons can be. I've seen Grey's Anatomy. I know. I get it. Anyway, what else has she been in? Uh, you know, Forever Night, Sci Factor, Chronicles of the Paranormal, Kung Fu uh, the Legend. Kung continues. Fu the Legend continues. It's all the usual stuff. Uh, <laughs> she was in a movie called Salem Witch Trials and something called Paradise Falls. Seventy-two episodes. So that's probably yeah. what she's most known for, I guess. Okay. All right. Next, we have Dr. Hollings, Dr. Carolyn Hollings, played Mm -hmm. by Laura Press. And Laura has 38 credits on IMDb, and it says known for Goosebumps, so... Oh, oh boy. This this is her biggest (laughs) role, I guess. Uh, No, hold on. She she was in The Pooch and the Pauper, so like she should be known for that. (laughs) She was in The Littlest Hobo. She was in... The 80s Twilight Zone. She was in Forever Night. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Legend continues. Side Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. This is all, all the heads. very... All the heads. <laughs> Her most recent role was in 2003. A TV movie called The Reagans. Very exciting. Next. Um, Next we have Dr. Richard Hollings, played by Richard Fitzpatrick. Oh, snap. I wonder if he's like a Tim Allen and all of his characters are going to be named Richard. Richard Fitzpatrick has 201 fucking credits on IMDb. Oh, let's go through every single one of them. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Well, his first role was in 1974, a little show called Police Surgeon. What? (laughs) What is this? Oh, my God. Uh, He was in The Littlest Hobo. He was in Friday the 13th, the series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I gotta scroll a lot. He was in Butterbox Babies, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, apparently he was already in Goosebumps before. He was Mr. Kramer oh. in Night of the Living Dummy 2. Mr. Kramer. The dad? I'm not Hold sure. On, <laughs> that actually oh, I'm going to look here. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah. dad. Huh. He's totally that guy. Uh, I remember him well. Well, then he shit, we've guitar. already covered him. Yeah, We were so probably like, up, holy God, Richard. so many credits. <laughs> You don't get you don't get two ads on this. This podcast was sponsored by Richard Fitzpatrick. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um, he is in something coming up uh, that's in pre-production right now called Fat Lady Sriracha. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's doing shit. All right, watch that. Um, okay, well that's the cast. Now, Cortland. Nice. Now that we've seen the whole saga, what yes. is the moral of this story? Mm, the moral of the story is don't go to Belladora. Well, you can't, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, done and done, Goosebumps. Uh, the real moral of the story is that the jungle magic's in you the whole time. You have the power to save yourself from quicksand. And plane crashes, and Ed, and everything. Video games, got yeah. the power. <laughs> the moral is, people who seem like they're bad, are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even when There's they no have daughters that no swear they're not. <laughs> People are what they are. I wonder how different this is from the book. Like, I cannot imagine this is anything like the book. Except for the part where, like, the magic's in them the whole time. That makes sense. I'm sure Ron took some liberties. Because it's it's a very Ron Oliver tone. Extravaganza, for sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What is a better name for... Kalia! 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 How about Kalia Kalaia Kahaliha? Uh, Kalia ing up your room. <laughs> I'll never get over that joke. Oh, mom. So, so precious. How I got my shrunken family. <laughs> How I was a hostage. <laughs> How I was a hostage and now I'm the hostagey. Hostagey? What the <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of somebody that is holding people Taking hostage? hostages? Uh, I, a hostage taker? <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps. The hostage taker. The hostage taker. We're going to say hostage so much, it's not going to sound like a word anymore. It stopped being a word, like, <laughs> the first time you said it. Uh, All right. I'm going to host this now. Mm, which one? I don't Any of them, really? I'm behind with any of them. Okay. I want a honey bun. Do they even have honey buns in Australia? I mean, you can't just go to a normal shop and get them, but like an import store, yeah? Okay, so it's like $16 for one? Sure. Yeah. They're expensive. <laughs> but, mmm, delicious. Is that one of those things where if you had one, you wouldn't share it with your kids? Probably. <laughs> They're like, what do those taste like? You'll never know. <laughs> you can't let them have any of it, because then that's all they're going to want. 
<laughs> Cortland, that is yeah. it for how I got my shrunken head. Okay. Well, Don what's next Dustin. on the list? Next, we have a little something called the ghost next door. I think this one has a has a cover, doesn't it? It does. It's a real book. I'm staring at the book right now, but unfortunately, it's it's one of those new covers. I remember that it does have an old cover, though. It does. It does. I'm looking at that right now as well on the internet. The cover for it. Let me let me look it up here real quick. Here, it's kind of boring. Um, yeah, it's just like very. a picture. It's like a bird's eye shot of like a welcome mat with a door that's opening up, and somebody's like got. It's got a lot of feet. It's got three feet <laughs> out of four. Um. <laughs> Two of them are ghost feet that are standing on the welcome mat, and then somebody who's opening the door is, like, looking at this ghost. Um, pretty boring, not gonna lie. Well, the color-wise, it's kind of like this, like, pea green with, like, yellow. Anyway, the tagline says, there's a strange new kid on the block. Okay. Yeah, right. very boring. So, so what do you think the plot is here? I feel like this is gonna... Wait, 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 wait. We've already had this story before. It was My Best Friend's Invisible, which was a ghost next door for a majority of the episode until... We found out everybody's aliens except for the ghost next door. So it's a retread. It's it's the same. It, it, it's it's the same episode. It's going to be the okay, same but thing. The question is, yeah, does he have eyes on the back of his head or not? Well, the the ghost isn't gonna, but the the main people is right. Oh, okay. Spo- spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this is going to be any different. I expect shenanigans of like things being invisibly moved around. Oh boy. <laughs> it's gonna be a combination of the headless ghost mixed with my best friend's invisible yeah well i mean what and what else can it be it's a two-parter too isn't it right all of them are two-parters yes it's a two-parter and it shouldn't be right. okay cool uh <laughs> it's got 7.4 <laughs> on imdb so this one's pretty pretty well rated and then the one after okay. that has 0.1% higher, so the opposite of Shrunken Head. So it just keeps getting better and better as we go through season yeah. four. Each episode is better than ever. <laughs> All right. Um, I just want to see if this one's directed by Ron Oliver. It's not. Don McCutcheon. Cutcheon. I thought Ron Oliver did all of them for season four, but that's fine. Well, you know what? It's fine. We'll, we'll take a quick Ron Oliver break, and then we'll be back for, I'm sure, something else later. Yes. Because, yeah, I, I remember when we did the interview with him, he said something about, like, Cat's Eye or something that he directed, and we haven't watched an episode about kitty cats, so, yeah. Except for my hero's yeah, adventure. Spoilers. Cat, you know what? That reminds me of uh, My Best Friend's Invisible. We didn't get to see that fucking cat <laughs> reacted to the pizza. That's true. Very disappointing. <laughs> Hopefully... Damn that gets rectified and they bring it back they're like well let's just bring back that cat from yeah let's reuse old Invisible. stuff <laughs> cat eating pizza or whatever that was that is it for how i got my shrunken head next week we're going to talk about i already forgot what it was called the ghost next <laughs> my neighbor's, door my neighbor's a ghost <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah okay it doesn't matter we'll be back next week i've been up all night sounds good bye everybody bye Daddy, tell him to make it work.